When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dynamic with pace, power, bravery, and an eye for goal. Oh, sorry, I was reading out the intro to the Burnley podcast. This is the Redcast. <laughs> good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world. This is the Manchester United Redcast, and my name is David Collins. Thank you for joining us. I'm sitting in for Eddie this week. He is still in Thailand without sorry, his wife and child. But don't worry, he should be back by now. But the British consulate out there are actually looking for him at the moment, and I don't think he's doing anything too untoward, or I think he's probably in some cell somewhere. With three uh, wives. With three or, three or four wives wives hopefully um tonight we'll be talking about our impressive draw against west ham uh unlucky burnley we'll also be talking about long ball united van gaal's rafa moment fact we'll be talking (laughs) formations uh does lgv know his best team rooney in midfield Di Maria. Well, how do you solve a problem like Di Maria? And much, oh. much more. Much, much more. Joining me today in the studio alongside our fantastic engineer. By the way, thank you for everyone for commenting last week on the podcast. It was fucked up by our engineer. Say a big hello. Hello. But he's promised that he's going to do it right this week. But forgetting that, we've got our man in the room. He is the Di Maria of the podcast. He turns up when he wants to. Other times, he's just nowhere to be seen. It's Andrew Mann. Thank you very much. I'm here. I'm here and standing in the corner like a slow cloud of forming. He's already said more than Mark Vanderpump already this week. (laughs) And joining us from Manchester is our journalist from the Northwest shining that statue of Bobby Charlton's balls. He is the Daily Blind of the podcast. He never lets us down. He's always here. It's Robert Meekin. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Good to have you here. And also, we do have another guest. We have um, the lanky poodles in the room. It's Marianne Fellaini's in the back. All right, Marianne? It's actually just a mop, but, you know, any guest we can get is for the better. All right, let's just, let's just start with it. West Ham United. West Ham won, Manchester United won. Drew, lucky. Is that, is that we a were hard, lucky well, again. Can you let me ask the question first? Go on. Is that a hard fought draw or are we just lucky man you? We're lucky man you again, again. I'm sick of actually reiterating this conversation with you, David, I'm afraid. But first half, again, we don't turn up. This has happened again and again. And I'm not quite sure why it takes us 45 minutes to warm up, seeing that they've got no other commitments to play to apart from getting that position in the league and make sure we have Champions League next year. I've lost for words at the moment with, um, with the West Ham result right down to the last minute. We did have more possession, but we're not scoring goals. And 
to jump from the West Ham game to the Burnley game, which I shouldn't do really because no, I'm going to talk about I that. Asked you. Um, you know, um, what has happened to our Falcao, our Van Persie, our Rooney's scoring goals? There's nothing happening there. Well, towards, we definitely will get onto that because that's probably going to take up the whole podcast. Uh, Robert, Rooney's was in the, is in the wrong position, but Daly Blind was in the right spot uh, against West Ham, wasn't he? Um, I wouldn't... I don't think there's a... We're talking about is that Manchester United have a plan B. I, I think our plan B, uh, plan A was when Fellaini came on the pitch and we actually started going a bit direct. And then old Sam came out with the old long ball quote, didn't he? But, I mean, Rooney's being played out of position, isn't he? I mean, the stats for Rooney, he hasn't had a shot on goal in 2015. It's, um, it's terrible, isn't it? He's a striker. Yeah, I would like. To, I mean, I think he can play behind a striker, but I don't think. I, I think him being so withdrawn deep in the midfield is is wasting him. I think he's just having to suffer a bit in silence at the moment with the Van Hal trying to deal with the Falcao dilemma and the Van Van Persie. I think Rooney's been a bit of the fall guy, but to his credit, he's the captain of the team. He's just having to get on with it and do a job. It's not particularly glamorous. He played better in the subsequent game. But you're right; he's hardly firing on all cylinders presently, and uh, I think we need we need to get him. Yeah, back to being close to his best again if United are going to start really performing. I think we're missing his spark at the moment. Yeah, I, I wrote down some notes. Unconvincing, lacking in defensive organisation and lacking oh. a cohesive attacking plan. I mean, that kind of sums up United completely at the moment. I, I really don't know what's happened to us. I, the long ball thing isn't an issue for me. But what is an issue is that Van Gaal has really taken that to heart, hasn't he? And this rant after this West Ham game... It's Rafa-esque, isn't it? Fact! It's yes, Rafa-fact-esque. Totally, totally. um, do you think, Robert, that he is, the pressure is building on him and this is what it is? Or is it just a little thing? Or it's, it's no way near a, a Kevin Keegan kind of rant, is it, Rob? No, I, I think this is Van Gaal. We're starting to see the, the real eccentric, mad, egotistical manager that we hired now all these, these few months down the line. I think press backs who've dealt with him in other parts of Europe won't be at all surprised by the outburst this week. And I didn't mind it at all, to be honest. I just thought it showed, as say, a slightly eccentric, angry man having a rant, showing that he's really passionate about his team. Yeah, it's, 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 it's slightly embarrassing on one level, but I'd rather see a manager fighting his corner like that than looking, you know, haunted and broken like David Moyes did last season. I've always said, if, if Van, you know, if Van Gaal, if all goes wrong for him, he's going to go down in flames. He'll go down shouting to the end. And so I don't mind a bit of passion and madness like that sometimes. Drew, he does it every bloody yeah, week. Drew Stackgate, though. I mean, it's a bit embarrassing for a Manchester United manager to be handing out pieces of paper in a <laughs> yeah, press conference yeah, yeah, with yeah. all arrows on it, saying this pass is this, this is this. I mean, ultimately, you 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 mentioned possession. Possession, you can have eighty percent possession, but if you can't have a shot on goal, doesn't mean anything yeah. but I mean for you is it was it just a little embarrassing thing do you think he's feeling the pressure I, I think um, this is years and years of build up for Sam Allardyce to be honest to actually pay it back yeah I think that's where it came from totally Sam Allardyce has been known as the long ball king for years yeah. and years and years and he saw that and he thought this is a good time to turn this round West Ham are playing good football again now and I really just thought Great time to pick on Manchester United. And yeah. I, I, I think it's nothing more than that. It'll be forgotten in a couple of weeks. Like I said, it was a, we played poorly again, and we'll go on to another poor performance, which is still fresh on the mind. But you have to say the resilience of this team to score 
90 minutes daily blend and you know when you say going direct we we, we played a certain way and it, it wore West Ham down didn't it in the end of Drew and it was a good it was a good shot by daily blend wasn't it fantastic I mean you know he is that type of player that's on the end and he will fight to the end he is you can see that in him he reminds me of a Sammy McElroy he's that type of player that will always put a foot in somewhere He's, he, 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 I, I yeah. really like him. I do like Daley Blind. I think he will become actually a very, very strong player at United. Yeah, do you, uh, Rob, do you think you can you see a, 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 his, a career for Daley Blind at United? Because obviously there's going to be a lot more money spent on this team and this club in the coming years and transfer windows. Can you see him being around for a while? I think it's important to have a player like that in the team, you know, who, who says, you know, unselfish, hard tackling, sort of the yeah, intelligent player. It's just what yeah we, we 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 could probably do with another one to be honest as well at the moment. I mean we're lacking in that 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 sort of player. So you you always need those sort of players in the team. And he's I'm glad to see he's uh, he's, he's ticking the boxes at, at the moment. Yeah, I think he's. I mean out of all the all the big recruits who came in, there was less least less fuss made of him really, wasn't there? He was the, the arguably the, the the less glamorous of the names, but you could also say he's probably been the most successful. Van Hal signing so far. Yeah, I, I think Herrera's that type of player, though. I just yeah. don't think he's getting the chance. I, think, I really do believe that that is that could be the blend. Of, you know, if you could play yeah. them somewhere together, um, yeah. Herrera to me is another kid that put his neck on the line. You know, he's he's shown that. You know, I mean that that game where he, you know, um, where was it in the cup? We he scored Yeovil. Yeovil. He's got goal of the month. Actually, you know, and um, you know, I mean. You know, that kid just put his neck on the line and just went for it. And he, he reminds me, it's the same, I think it's, you know, show your balls first with um, Blind and him, you know. I think he is a quality player that will shine through United as well. we'll, we'll yeah, go. I, think, I think Herrera could also, I think, I, I find it still hard to imagine maybe Carrick and Herrera being in the same midfield, but Herrera is a, is a potential successor to that sort of role, I think, in the United team. He's such a great reader of the game, great passer of the ball, obviously like Carrick has been. Yeah, I think that Herrera can probably play a bit further forward, actually. Because he's, yeah. he's got more legs at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But then you get into the debate of should he be playing where Rooney is currently playing. Yeah. Before we smash you us for our, the game against Burnley, which we did mm-hmm. actually win in the end, um, United have let slip the first goal on, the, on eight occasions this season. Um, but we are only, we've had one defeat in 18 games. And also, mm. in our last 15 games, we've actually let in less goals than Chelsea, Manchester City, Arsenal, and I think Southampton as well. So I don't think, um, defensively, wow. we're playing pretty well. But let's get to this Burnley game, because... I mean that that was one of the most atrocious first halves of football I think I've I've seen yeah, at Old Trafford yeah. in a long time. I mean time. I actually didn't see it I heard it on the, I listened to it on the radio and it just sounded awful. Yeah. It was awful. I mean I, I don't know what to say. I mean I've put down here because we were mentioning about uh, RVP and Falcao and I've put the worst pass- partnership since Russell Brand married Katie Perry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can't. I don't know what's going on with them two. They just don't seem to want to play together. And, and by the way, RVP scores a penalty. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. He's so unhappy. Do you think he's Robert? Do you think he's actually got over the fact that Sir Alex Ferguson has not been a manager of this club for a while? He just seems to have just. Uh, and I don't think he's comfortable with his own. I don't think he's been comfortable with Falcao turning up and being a, his partner. I, I really think from the start. That hasn't that have, they haven't worked as a partnership, and I think it may have settled Van Persie as well when Falcao arrived because it's quite clear. I mean, they 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 play in exactly the same position, have exactly the same sort of role. So it was a challenge to Van Persie's standing in the team, and I I, I often do wonder if that's had an effect on his ego as well. And as you see, when they play together, well, they don't play together, do they? And 
as much as I continue to cling to the hope that Falcao is going to turn into that world-class player that I've seen him yeah, be yeah. elsewhere, and I'm still clinging on to it. Me too, me a bit, too. a bit lame now, and we're suddenly into the middle of February, and he, he still hasn't clicked. You're thinking, God, I just hope, there's a, for the sake of Manchester United, as much as Falcao, of course, he has a purple patch, suddenly proves all the doubters wrong. But at Absolutely. the moment, again, last night against Burnley, you can't see it. Uh, Drew, uh, Louis Van Gaal, he's made so many changes to his starting lineup. I think it's well over 30 different players have played, and you know, it's just constantly either a formation change. A lot of it's know down what, to injury, did, though, did, isn't it? But, but it was, but I mean, we've had quite a settled, I mean, the only Carrick's injured at the moment. And Stan Laurel, um, he's gone out. Yeah, but. You are. You tell me. Do you think he knows his best team? Do you think he knows his best team? Do you think he knows his best formation? I'm sure he does. But you know, I think you know. I think we have been absolutely hindered with injuries. Really, really bad. I mean, it seems to be one game. You know, you get someone like Jones back. He plays two games and he's injured again. Then you get Carrick back. He plays three games. He's injured again. It's constantly replacing players. So. I mean, you, you must have like two teams, your idea of your ideal team, which he probably has to start with, and then has to start patching it up again. I don't know. I mean, to me, that's, that's been our season this yeah. year. Well, Robert, so you, far. Yeah, Robert, you tell me, because he's playing a, di- a really narrow diamond, and mm. he's playing Rooney, was either playing on the right-hand side of the diamond, and last night, after, well, admittedly, Daly yeah. Blind went off, he played basically as a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, so then... You know, he's also in the West Ham game playing Di Maria as a number 10, which obviously he isn't. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking around thinking, well, surely Di Maria should be playing wide. Rooney should yeah. be playing at the head of a diamond and Herrera should be in the team. And, you know, and with Daly Blind and even Fellaini. Mm. I mean, do, do you, I asked you the question about, do you think he knows it? We're talking about a manager that did come yep. to the club quite late at the end of, at the end of the season after the World Cup. I don't think he, his, his first choices um, were bought, and I don't think he might have missed out on certain players. Uh, he's playing Rooney in midfield, and I saw a quote today that said, I have to play Wayne Rooney in midfield because I don't have anyone else to go there. I mean, mm. that's, that's an indictment, a pretty s- savage indictment of what we've got at that club with the amount it of money is, we spent. It is quite a damning indictment, isn't it? It doesn't show much faith in the likes of Matt and Herrera, does it? No can play that sort of attacking midfield role. And the truth is, he doesn't know. It, 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 it is, he's continuing to experiment and half-guess with some of the positions because nothing has worked particularly well. Yes, we're third in the table. Yeah, we've had, this, we've had a decent run in theory, as you say. We haven't let in all that many goals, but it looks shaky as hell. It doesn't look at all convincing. And I think he's just chopping and changing. And like a lot of, you know, like a lot of the best managers, to be honest, waiting for a bit of luck is almost like waiting for it to slip into its groove and suddenly, aha, that it's going to work and you can stick, stick with the formation. At the moment, he's going to keep on you know, turning it over again and again until something looks right. And you say, and I get depressed seeing sort of foul, um, Di Maria getting moved around. Just you want him flying down that left-hand side. That's, in my head, what we bought him for. And yeah, that certainly gives us the sort of width we need. I, so I I'm, still... not, I'm not a fan of us playing this sort of this narrow yeah. game at all. It doesn't doesn't suit us. I would I would say it's very quickly though. I know the United fans, a lot of United fans, are always chanting four four two. They're basically i.e. two midfielders, two wide men, two strikers, which I know is a way we've played with a lot of success in recent years. But I think we might forget we won the European Cup in two thousand and eight playing four three three, which got a lot of flack at the time. And the United when they've been knocked out of Europe in recent years, have often been criticised for not having enough numbers in midfield. 
So I, I get where Van Hall is coming from in trying to adapt the system and say, yes, sometimes we will play three midfielders rather than two, blah, blah. It does make sense to have a bit of flexibility. I do think we need to work towards both. But as a, I'm waffling now, but I should say, in short, no, he doesn't know what his best team is yet. Let me ask you this, Drew. Do you think, at the moment, we're sitting in third place. Mm. Um, the remit is to finish in the top four. Yeah. Um, do you think that possibly Van Hal is negating what we would call the Manchester United DNA, which is to play um, with tempo, with pace and flair and take risks to win games? Because the most important thing is to finish in this top four. Because if we play that way and don't finish in it, then he's got a problem. So do you think, would you, are you happy to continue playing this way to get to where we need to, the, the ultimate goal? Or do you think that something's got to change you know, for him to be able to keep staying in the job with regard to the performance-wise? Because the DNA of United seems to have disappeared, doesn't it? I think, I think he has a, a blend of both of it. I think you're dead right by saying, you know, it, it, for him this year to walk in and put, put us in the top three or four, hopefully three, um, and get Champions League is something that is obviously um, a milestone around his neck that he's got to sort out. And on the other side, like you say, you know, I think he wants, still wants to show attractive football United. Have we got the players, you know, uh, will some of this team not even be in it after, after this season? You know, will your Antonio Valencias and uh, your Chris Morlins and people like that, will they be in the team next year? I don't know. And I think he's, he's, he's been left with a legacy of players who were on the verge of being something good. And we actually, those players actually won, uh, you know, the, the premiership. Yeah. So he knows that to keep in players in that, know what this is season's about and what it's like to be in that top three. Yeah. Then I think he, he has to deal with that. Whether it'll come to the end of the season and he pulls the plug and kicks half of them out and starts rejuvenating Manchester United in a different way. I think he's playing devil's advocate at the moment. I really do. I think that's what he's about at the moment. Well, Robert, it's, it's been very hard, uncomfortable watching for United yeah. fans. It's isn't very it? so hard. Far. It's very, yeah, I, very I, difficult. I don't agree with what Drew was saying. And I, think, I, I cast my mind back to the kid watching when Alex Ferguson took over as manager. And people were pretty much saying the same thing, that he turned the team into a fairly ugly-looking outfit at first. It's almost sometimes you, you get... You get Coming in as a new manager, is an old adage, it does take time if you're lucky enough to be given time. And so Van Hall is tr- still trying to work things out. And the team doesn't look that attractive. It does look disjointed. But I think it's, it's all still, still quite new. And I do, I think if he can get to the, if he can get the third place this season, I think that's a great achievement. And then you expect to kick on next year. I mean, yeah. people were talking about, people used to say that compared to Ron Atkinson's Manchester United teams, Alex Ferguson's teams were quite ugly looking and unattractive and boring to watch. And that criticism lasted for about three years until things really started to come on so it often it often happens this way but I, I think Van Hal just needs this season to get us in back into the Champions League and then hopefully start to settle on the, yeah, his, his vision for the team Rob answer me this um, you know I think you and I had this conversation a while back yeah. about um, the fat fullback yeah I, Luke Shaw to everyone else <laughs> I <laughs> watched him against West Ham and he just looked dreadful yeah and I just don't get it. This kid was like ripping people apart when he played at Southampton. Yeah. And I know he will come good because he's such a kid. 
But it's just really... I mean, he looked really out of sorts again. And, I mean, that foul right in the last minute was just, like, ridiculous. And he got a booking... He got sent off for it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, where's that coming from? I mean, before, this kid was, like, a gazelle on the wing, you know. Southampton, he was delivering balls into a box and they scored every time they fucking delivered a ball. And now yeah. he's at United. He looks like... He's, like, unconfident. He's not happy. He's... What is it? What is it? What do you think? But he's had a, and he had such a, you know, an uncertain start into January. He came in, then it was t- then it was announced that he actually he wasn't he wasn't fit enough physically to play in the team. He still looks like that. That's a bit overweight, season, though, wasn't it? it? And so that so that he had he had a dodgy start with that. So I don't think that would have done his confidence all that much good. Then he's obviously been interrupted by injury. But you say it, it's just it's been it's been a stop start sort of you know beginning of a United career for him, and we haven't seen anything like the players you say that was at Southampton. You just got to hope that he could settle into a run of games and begin to show his quality because yeah. the likes of Gary Neville obviously was a fullback as well. Yeah. He's, he said in the past it's just a no brainer, Reshaw, that Shaw is just going to be this world class player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you're right, but God, there's not that much you know. There's not to, much light at the tunnel at the moment, is there? It's at like... a minute, it's yeah. Well, we thank you for following us at the Manchester United Redcast, and you can follow us at Twitter at United Redcast. Yeah. I promise you, I do try to read every single comment you make, good or bad, about you know Leon the engineer messing up the podcast or certain other people coming on it. Um, but uh, you can uh, follow us. Our free iPhone app has been updated. It looks fantastic. It's absolutely free. Well, we wouldn't charge you for this rubbish, would we? Go out and get it at unitedredcast.com or at the iTunes app store. and Leave us a nice review, please. Something nice. Um, don't forget, if you have any um, comments you want to make about the West Ham game, Burnley, Statgate, fact, long ball United. Whether Russell Brand really should have married Casey Perry, I don't really know. If you want to contact us, please do. We, like I say, I read everything, and um, we really appreciate you coming forward and joining in with us. Um, let's talk about this Van Persie and Falcao, because I mm-hmm. didn't mention it slightly. Mm. Do you think, Drew, they can play together, or are we looking at possibly moving forward? There's, you know, there's a chance that one or either both of them might not be able to, might get the chop, and maybe Rooney and Wilson could get the chance up front. I, I don't think Rooney and Wilson are the answer. Definitely not. That's a I'll, I'll definitely debunk that one straight away. Um, I think Van Persie is a world-class striker. He's definitely got a couple of seasons left as a world-class striker. Falcao, I'm still not sure what the injury is curtailed to make him... I, I mean, to me, he just looks like he can't stand on his feet all the time. I'm really, that to me is a nervous player who is trying too hard. Yep. And he probably is trying really hard. I like Forlan. <laughs> yes, yes, like Forlan. Oh no, now we're talking. And then, of course, when they leave United, they go into great success. Um, I think, and that would probably happen with Falcao if it never worked out. Um, I would love to see Falcao, like you say before, Robert. You know, hit a purple patch, and I think it would shut everyone up. It really would. Van Persie, I'm not sure because he is that type of player. Who can actually, you know, he can score from nowhere when he wants to. He's he's phenomenal. You know, I mean, look at that goal in the World Cup, that header. And Bobby, do you, you think know, that goals that, he scored for United? Do you think Come that uh, Robin van Persie looks happy? And in fact, do you think that the team looks no, happy? No, he's Dutch. 
Uh, <laughs> do you think he looks... Um, because uh, Kevin uh, Davis, who now plays for Preston, where we'll talk about yeah. FA Cup, yeah. has made a comment today. He said that he doesn't think that United players look happy to be playing under Louis van Gaal. They're not playing with a smile on their face. Robin mm. van Persie doesn't look happy. Even when he scored a goal, he looked like yeah. someone had just told him about his mum. So, like, uh, what, what do you think? Do you think oh. he's happy being at the club? Or? Yeah, Van Persie it, 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 it has been, in recent years, one of the best marksmen in Europe. And, yeah. you know, professionally, what makes him happy is scoring a hat full of goals. And, all right, I know he's been on the score sheet this season, but nothing like the level he was in that great season, the season before last. And I think that's what it's, a lot of, is, is, is down, down to that, to be honest, in terms of him looking unhappy. And I genuinely think that Van Hal does have to be brave in this regard. I mean, I, I really believe we can only play either Van Persie or Falcao or Wilson as an out-and-out striker. I'd like to see Rooney playing behind Van Persie and then having two wide men either side. And I, I think that, that that would give us a lot more attacking threat and I, pace. I don't, think, I, think, I don't think Wilson's ready for that yet, Rob. I don't I think, really yeah, but as, as an alternative, though, I say it, it can be only as our out-and-out striker. For me, it's Van Persie or Falcao or yeah. Wilson. Yeah. And that, yeah, I don't. You can play playing the two of them together is fudging it. I think a bit, you know. I, I think I'd rather just have, for argument's sake, Van Persie as an out and out striker with Rooney playing in the ten role yeah. behind. Yeah. And I think that's still our best option. I do as well. Now, Drew, I mentioned at the top of the show how do you solve a problem like Di Maria? Yeah. And obviously, he's been playing at the top of this diamond in a ten, which really mm. is in his position. Not only is that he's just come to English football, so you know, he's and he got held up last week. Yeah, he's, he's you know, I said last week he's had a really terrible week. Not only did it snow, <laughs> he also <laughs> then he got burgled, and now he has to play in the you know in the Premier League where he actually there's more than two teams in it. So he's, yeah. he's he was he was great when he first came. Absolutely, he got injured and he struggled since. Mm. Do you really do you think that this is a player that we'll have at the club long term? Because he, apparently he's made some kind of had an interview of a Parisian newspaper saying that he possibly would go to PSG one day. Do you think that's just just rubbish or can you see a long-term future for Di Maria at United? No, I think that's just you because you don't like him. I, I just think like his face <laughs> has been squashed in the lift doors. Um, I think Di Maria will stay at United for a couple, at least a couple of seasons. I think he is a quality player. I think he is that golden card that you've got. Um, I think he will flourish once the team's playing, once once the team's moving like an engine, not played, that, in, not played in a number ten position though. Surely, no, no, no. I don't know where. I don't, see, that is a problem, and that's probably why we're not seeing the best from Di Maria yet because he doesn't even know where he's being supposed to be played. So, I mean, I definitely the first time when he was playing with back to goal was not his position, and it was just awful. Um, the first few games when they just let him run at anything, you know, when, give Di Maria the ball and let him see what he can do. He just ran at people and scored goals. Um, I, th- I think we need the team to be ticking, looking good, playing from all different angles. And I think Di Maria will just, he'll just cream it. It'll yeah, be, now, it'll, it'll now, beautiful. Now, Bobby, last night's game, well, on the podcast, it was last night's game, um, Burnley, we actually went to a 4-4-2 in the second half because mm. Daley Blinn got injured, eye injury. And old sick note, Jones, who I have to say on the podcast, I think we should just get rid of him because <laughs> he's just like, he's, he's injured every five minutes. He's a liability. Stan Laurel. He's, he's like, he's the new Darren Anderton. Yeah. Well, according so, to Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson a few years ago, he was going to be the greatest ever United player since Duncan Edwards. Yeah. I was going to say, he was the new Duncan Edwards. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, we big, big Duncan's played more games than him. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's saying something. <laughs> so, um, 
I mean, we went to that uh, 4-4-2 and Di Maria in the second half, he was pushing wide and he got those chances and we got that penalty, didn't we? Well, Bobby, we've got to be looking at Di Maria playing wide when we're moving forward. I, I really want to see it give, give our wide players their heads. And I know Yanazai has not been performing, but I'd really like to see him have a go. I'd, re- I'd be far happier, it'd be such a positive statement to say Di Maria on one side wide, Yanazai on the other wide, one out-and-out striker, Rooney playing behind them, two central midfielders behind that. I'd love to see that formation and I think that's what we should go for because you know we just we need to play with width I think I mean I think I still think that that will that will suit a lot of the personnel we have I hate looking at looking at us so narrow because we look so average yeah, I, I'm still not sold on Yanazai at the moment. I I think apparently, I'm not either, and I think you almost. But I think it's a confidence thing because you've seen how much ability he's got. Yeah, and apparently, he's at that fragile stage of a career where it could go go either way. Be a sort of forgotten man. Yeah, boy, Barcelona or, or Brentford, basically. And go, that go kind of be a world superstar. <laughs> and I think you just need careful handling because the talent is there. Apparently, like, he's been playing really well in training, and that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but he's been like outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. But listen to this. I mean, we've been... We've That's like got, saying you're really good in bed to no one else. You know what I mean? What you mean saying, there's a, you know, there's a tree, can you hear a tree falling in the woods kind of thing? Well, you know I'm good in bed. We went out this weekend. You know, I know um, so we've been caning United and we, we love them. We love them. And listen, by the way, we are still third. We are third in the league and we haven't, we only won, lost one game in 18. So let me take you back to February of last year under Moyes. Right, so we're talking about where's why, why are we doing this? Why, Be- to make everyone feel better. No, because this Moyes bollocks right. we've so got listen, to stop talking shush, about. Right? So, uh, under Moyes in February last year, Vidic announced his decision to leave for Inter. United crossed the ball 81 times into the box against Fulham. The opposing defen- defender made a quip that he said he hadn't dealt with that many crosses since he played in the Vauxhall Conference. So, for people listening to outside of the UK, that's like, you know, semi-professional football. So, yeah, we're, 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 or it's like being locked in the priest's room in the church. Yeah. So, we're, we're, doing, we're doing a lot better than that aren't we? So let me just also say um, some football news away from Manchester United. A, a new segment. Um, Mario! Mario! Appa- yeah, he's, he's still there. He's still there. Um, apparently, well now, in the Premier League years, this is the first time that there's not been a Scottish manager involved in the Premier League because obviously we've had an oh, Aston yeah. Villa manager Villa yeah, so there's yeah, not yeah, one yeah. sweaty sock in the uh, Premier League. No. And also, I love this stat it's an old boy for us, Ronaldo. We love him a lot. Yeah. Apparently, Ronaldo for Real Madrid has scored a goal in every minute of the ninety minutes. But they got, so he, one, he, got, he got Kane this week. Can you let me just finish the birthday? Right? Yeah, about that. So Ronaldo has scored a goal in every minute of the ninetieth minute, apart from one minute, and gap minute is seven. So CR seven <laughs> hasn't scored a goal. In the seventh minute. Fantastic. That's your stats away from United. <laughs> now back to the United. Right, okay. Also, apparently, um, they were, uh, who's managing Madrid now? Uh, Ancelotti. I'm going to talk about him in a second. Um, gave Ronaldo a hard time because apparently he went out on his 30th birthday. Can you believe he's 30, Robbie? 30? How long he's been around Alarming. forever, hasn't he? Alarming. Um, it went out on his 30th birthday and apparently got a bit pissed. Oh, no, he must have had a glass of... Oh, no, and grandpa. then they got beat 4-0, didn't they? They did get beat 4-0, yeah. Yeah. And apparently they give Ronaldo a really hard time. Oh, God, it's not like he's a one-man team or anything, well, is it? No, not really, is <laughs> it? Okay, let's go on to some Manchester... Oh, you... Bale, you? No, yeah. Manchester United news. And by the way, last night there were people booing at the ground when the ball kept going back sideways. Keep the faith, guys. Keep the faith. Yeah. Um, talking about Ancelotti, apparently... 
wheels are in motion at Old Trafford. They're looking at Ancelotti as the, becoming the new Manchester United manager. I thought you were going to say head chef of the Italian yeah. restaurant. Imagine. Uh, would you take Ancelotti if uh, Louis van Gaal fails, Drew? Absolutely. There you go. Look, faith no more over there. Uh, <laughs> Robert, what about that? Do you think that's just, um, you know, just paper trash? Of course. I mean, if, if Van Gaal doesn't make the top four, he'll be under all sorts of pressure. But I don't, I, of course, Carlo Ancelotti is a fantastic manager, but I, I think um, I'm more than happy to stick with Van Gaal. I think, I don't, I don't think, I don't see us getting any better by getting rid of him and bringing in another big name manager. I think we stick with the project. I think we go for Chris Ramsey at QPR. <laughs> He's the new manager at QPR today. Let's celebrate Chris Ramsey. Good lad. Good for him. Good for Chris Ramsey. Um, we've got some sort of... It's not transfer news because we've had enough of transfer news, but Marco Royce, apparently, oh, United are uh, 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 putting together a deal, £50 million bid for Marcus Royce in the summer transfer window. Also... If we lose our beloved and man of the match and man of the season, David De Gea, mm-hmm. apparently United are looking at replacing him with Hugo Lloris Correct. at Spurs. That's what, what we've uh, Robert, what do you think about that? Well, I'm desperate to hold on to De Gea, but that news, he's a very good keeper, isn't he? The, yeah. Like you mentioned, say. And why the hell have we signed Barca's... I know Barca's. we've got... We've got <laughs> when Real Madrid come hovering for any player, it, 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 it's, it's always ominous. Yes. Really, it'd be, it'd be a great bit of business by United, so they can hang on to him, but it feels like it's in the balance, doesn't it, at the moment? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, they do it to us every time, don't they? This they style, do, yeah. It's a long time ago, going back to um, Ruud van Nisselrooy, I think, before that, Beckham. Yeah, Beckham, Van Nistelrooy. You know, they they, they always hound us. Although, yeah, they pretend yeah. they pretend that they're not interested, and then they put a quote in and they say we're not interested, and then it starts. It starts. Yeah. Of course, Van uh, uh, David's going to go home. He'll go home one day, won't he? Of course, he will. He's, he, you know, he's from Madrid, yeah. so that will happen. Um, the Hugo Lloris thing. He's a good is, goalkeeper. He is a good goalkeeper, but you know. Let's hope, we, let's hope we keep our own one because he's the. Real, I don't think Tottenham will sell us their yeah. good goalkeeper. To be honest, oh, well, if they do, Daniel Levy, he's tighter than Mike really Lee. <laughs> who costs a fortune? Who costs a fortune? <laughs> okay, so we have got Jackson Martinez from uh, from Porto, who's a striker. Apparently, we're looking at him, and then coming back to the Premiership. Exactly, who? Who are you? Who are you? We don't know these. Now players. coming back to the Premiership after getting splinters in his arse in in Madrid. Javier Hernandez to West Ham. No, Are you having that? No. That yeah. might happen, that, you know, because he's good in the Premiership and he's, he's, uh, he's on the bench at Madrid, isn't he? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So he's going to move from the bench from United to Madrid and probably sit on the bench at West Ham because they've no, got all their strikers the, there as well. Well, that's true. That's true. You, maybe you, the, maybe um, um, Gypsy Boy is going to move on. <laughs> Gypsy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's uh, Andy Carroll to everyone out there. Um, <laughs> apparently he works on the waltzers when he's not playing. Scream if you want to go fast. Right, okay. So now we're going to talk about the FA Cup, which is, you know, everyone loves it. FA Cup. Preston North End away, Robert. Can we win that game? Can we show some style, panache? Can we play like Burnley? And we'll beat them. It's gonna be, it'll be a hell of a Northwest Derby, that, because, yeah, Preston North End are one of the great Northwest clubs mm, historically. Exactly. And I know the fans, there's only obviously just up the road from where I live, but will be absolutely relishing the idea of Manchester United turning up. It's been a long time, I think. Since are you going to go, Robert? Are you going to go? Once a, very, once a very big match. Yeah, I will. I hope to go. It was once a very big match. 
you know, a few decades ago. Stanley now, Matthews, now. all that, it's all coming oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Beckham as well. He David played for Beckham, Preston. played for Preston. Yeah, we, 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 we thought we're never going to see him again. He was sent out on loan. A lot of people thought that was it for him. But you see, his career seemed to survive subsequently. And I've got a Preston North End... Uh, a fan who's a mate of mine, he says they've got the, the David Beckham suite, apparently, at Preston oh, North End. So they've clung on to the idea that they... they, they only played there two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he'd stayed there a bit longer, he wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Took some very good corners for them, apparently, I'm assured. I bet, I bet he did. did. But listen, listen, Robert, I mean, all joking aside, but we don't really want to, but let's just talk about this game. Yeah. The way we're playing at the moment, and Louis Sticky Van Hal, Louis Van Hal admitted this last night. If we play like we did against Burnley, we'll get beaten in this game. It's tough. Oh, it'll be, I think I think it'll be really tough. I expect it to be pretty tight. Yeah. You'd, you'd obviously you'd have to say you obviously expect United to edge it, but I do. These games are really really difficult, and it's I think it's added again by the fact it's a local derby yeah. here. Essentially, I, I think it'll be it'll be a tough old battle. United really have to be on their game, and it's not. You, this, you wor- I worry about United in these sort of matches presently because of some of the personnel we've got. Do they really value, A, do they really value the FA Cup? B, are they really used to a sort of what is going to be a more physical... I don't think Di Maria will know where Preston yeah. is, will he? Exactly, but I think that's probably the problem in the Cambridge game. for Mr Fellaini mm. to be in the middle of the uh, midfield. But, uh, <laughs> I tell you I what... We're going to need a bit of muscle. I hope Blind is back as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so are you... Are you need those Robert, are you players. asking for a win then? Are you asking for a win? You're saying there's going to be a win here? I mean, to United? <laughs> Me? <laughs> By the way, before you carry on, Robert, because Paddy Power are listening in, because last week you actually said that United would draw well, 1-1 against West Ham. You're actually correct. So if you're out there at United Redcast, he's the man to listen to. So what's the score <laughs> going to be, Robert? I am going to say Manchester United to win 1-0. There you go. Oh, an exciting game that will be. Drew, yeah, exactly. Drew what do you think? Cause this is, I'm going to say 3-1 United. Wow. I mean that that is saying something. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a prediction as well, people out there. And this is if we play if we play like we did against Burnley, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have some trouble. Uh, it's a Monday night game. Um, it's gonna be very tough. Uh, if he's gonna play people like Falcao and Di Maria, they're gonna have a clue what's going on at that ground. They'll be able to go to the the old museum though, won't they? The football yeah, museum yeah, and see what it's gonna... all about. And then they can they can get a actually it's a 67 bus from Preston that takes you to Blackpool Pleasure Beach. So they can go and do the the rides there and come home afterwards. Do you think Di Maria would take his whole family and his security with well, him because yeah, he'd, he'd be too worried yeah, about yeah. his house getting smashed up? <laughs> but um, there's a good know, nightclub called Tokyo Joe's in Preston. I can talk I Tokyo can Joe's. Look, he's <laughs> experienced. Bobby, you're going to get like a free in there, aren't you tonight? Absolutely. Do you know any strip clubs up there, Bobby? Up there, <laughs> bit of strip clubs up in a colada. A few strip clubs up there. If you want to know at United Redcast, which I'll, I'll forward Bobby's um, Twitter number, uh, Twitter to you, yeah. so you know if you want to go out up there. Um, <laughs> um, Deep Dow, one of them's called, or Deep Throat. I can't remember. <laughs> Right, so I am going to say that we are going to turn up to this game and I think we're going to win 3-1. That's what you said as well. I said 3-1. I know, I was just doing the long pause. I've just got a text. Steve Strange has died. Steve Strange? Well, he's definitely faded to grey now. So on that note, I would like to thank my very good friend and co-host tonight in the studio, Andrew Mann. Thank you very much, David, for being here. I'm always here. That's and the problem. Always here. Thank you for not being. What about Mark... the one-fingered engineer? Thank you, thank he, you for as he recorded this tonight. Thank you for not being Mark Vanderpump. I wish and I was the... Mark Vanderpump. And on the phone, as always, it's our legend, our daily blind. Thank you for joining us again, Robert Meekin. We'll see you soon, Bobby. We love you. 
Cheers. And also, Bye. for one thing, I want to say, Leon, make sure you do this right tonight, otherwise you're going to get a slap. <laughs> and on that note, see you, Robert. See you. See Bye-bye. you later. Bye. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.